0: What is going on, irregulars? Welcome back after a long hiatus. Bobby, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? That's the real question.
0: I'm good. You look so tan.
1: You know what's funny? Somebody else mentioned that to me. They're like, man, looks like you got bronze. And I was like, I've never been told that I've been tan in my entire life. LeBron's
0: James, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Le-
1: oh geez, that was <laughs> in the horrible. That was the worst ad joke.
0: Oh, did you miss me? No. so yeah
1: so the answer is yes
0: so we talked a little bit about this before we started recording um and to save you guys a very long monologue from bobby which i think we should get into at some point because i do want to hear the ins and outs of the trip but this episode is going to be a bit of a monologue from you in and of itself so correct bobby you were in montana for 10 days give me like one quick high and one quick low
1: um there were no lows Mike O'Malley, which you guys saw on our Instagram story, uh, came up to me on like the second to last day, and was like, "We voted you the MVP of the trip." Ah, and that's was great. Like, and was you were like,
0: the only single one on the trip too, correct?
1: Correct. Amazing. So, um, well, there was one other one. He was only there for like the first half, um, and then he he flew home. But he was like, "We," vo- I was like, "How did I get MVP? Like, what are you talking about? Your wife is pregnant and did all of the things with us." Wow. And um, and he What's goes, "Her name." Uh, Ashley,
0: shout out to Ashley. Yeah,
1: Ashley, dude, badass chick. Um, so I was like, I was like, dude, Ashley's MVP, and he goes, no, he gave her like some other like um accreditation, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's, I was like, why am I MVP? And he goes, because honestly, n- you were just having the best time of your life. He goes, we were driving behind you, you were in the bed of the pickup truck, going through all the national parks, like you were just smiling, like nothing stopped you from having a good time, like you did not give a shit about anything, and you just we're rolling with the punches, just down for whatever. You're the MVP. I was like, all right, I'll take it. You and know? He's
0: like grinning ear to ear right now. Yeah, saying that it was. It's just so, just super clear. I actually haven't seen you since you've gotten home. And I got to say, you look good. You look happy.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Inside, I'm dying. But... Well, you
0: look and, and sound great.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So that would be, I would say, my, my low was just, you know, whatever, but the high, um, what was the co- coolest thing? Uh, that I can legally tell you, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah,
0: we had some fun stories off there, guys. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, dude, we rented a pontoon boat one day and went around uh, uh, Flathead Lake, which is the biggest lake west of the Mississippi. And we just floated around and hopped, you know, hopped off. We found like, or the tour person or whatever, they were like, you can't go between these two islands. And then the guy like putting our boat in the water, helping us put the boat in the water, was like. You absolutely need to go to those two <laughs> islands. like. And then we were like, okay. And he's like, you're going to pull up here. There's going to be a little alcove. And, like, there's going to be a abandoned fisherman shack. That's the best views of the lake. We were like, okay. We went there, pulled up, best views of the lake. We were, I mean, we just, you know, Mike and Richie flew their drones around, got some sick footage, got pictures. Like, it, the whole day was just, I know you hate this term, but the whole day was just a vibe. Like, everything just worked out I'm it was really, to get really better cool. with
0: the word vibe
1: yeah I appreciate that because it, it can describe things perfectly and it, that it really day can. was it was just a vibe everyone yeah. was everyone was chilling everyone had a good time it was like it wasn't even that expensive either it was like came out to be like 80 bucks a person Ooh. for the boat yeah for wow. five hours oh,
0: that's not bad at all could you bring booze on it
1: Oh, we were smashed. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. We were
0: nothing better than being drunk in a boat. Oh, it doesn't was matter awesome. where you are.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter. The And the water was probably like 70 degrees. So it was a little chilly, but it was hot as hell out. Okay. So, like, you would jump in and just feel so refreshed. And then you'd hop out, start sweating again, jump back in. The water was crystal clear. It was just a, the whole, like I said, the day was a vibe. That's, That's awesome. How about you? You were in uh, Miami.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, I was. I feel like
1: that's the response from anyone who goes to Miami, and when they come back, you're like, "Yo, you were in Miami. How was it?" They're like, "They're always like, I got a new pain." <laughs>
0: I, I do actually have a new pain. I think I pulled a muscle on my back bartending last night, which just makes me feel like that's a vibe in and of itself. Yeah, like, a not negative a good vibe. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, "What the hell is happening to my body?" But that I don't think it's related to Miami. um I can say I never thought that I would be going to Miami at 29 because I, last time I was there I was like I don't know maybe 22-ish oof, oof. and I came to a realization about clubs like nightclubs um, we were kind of deciding like are we going to go to one are we not because there's amazing nightlife in, in mm-hmm. Miami so um, and we kind of like I, I went to go visit my friend Liv who's spending a month down there she's from episode 19 and her and her boyfriend are down there for a month. So a couple of friends and I all joined up and went down and we're like, are we going to go to a club Are we not? And I kind of came to this realization. Like if I go to the club at this point, I'm 29. Like I'm probably going to have to pay to get it. Number one, which I have not (laughs) had to pay to get into a club in my entire life ever. Not once. I've never had to wait in a line. I have never, certainly never had to pay. Like, um, so number one, like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm not poor. I can handle this. But then number two, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna have a bottle service table. And every club I've ever been to, I've somehow finagled my way into bottle service. <laughs> and typically we've known people that have just been able to like get our own table for us for free. And like yeah. I don't have to go thought around the club and look for a table. Yeah. But if if you know, necessary times, necessary measures. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I don't know anybody in Miami anymore. I'm 29. Like, no one wants to bring this like washed up 29 year old to a club and be like, come to our table. Yeah. So, and I don't. I'm. I'm past the point of being a little bottle rat, so I'm not gonna go find a table. Yeah. So now I'm gonna have to stand up the whole time in the club. Welcome like to a, a guy's life. <laughs> sardines. Not only do I would I have to pay, but I would have to stand the entire time in general admission. And I'm like, okay. So I think this is when you know, like, I'm. It's time the clock out. I'm old. Like I'm never going to a club again.
1: <laughs> I'm never. I'll go
0: to a country club. Yeah, country club. Yeah, I'll go to a country club all day.
1: And you go and golf.
0: I would pick up golfing before I'd ever pick up
1: nightclub to...
0: again. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> So on that note, we did a lot of bar hopping. Um,
1: Trading the bottles in for golf clubs. Nice. Yeah.
0: I would do, I, I, I tried to convince my girlfriends during quarantine to pick up golfing because it was like one of the only things that opened up at first was golf courses. Oh, uh, really? And they had booze and like everything else in the world was closed. So I was like, bitches, we are going to golf. I'm going to get us golf skirts. I'm going to make us polos. We're going to be a golf team. And then... It It never happened. Yeah, that's a
1: good thing. Yeah,
0: probably for the best. Golf sucks. Uh, I'd probably pull a muscle on my back doing that too. But Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so.
1: That was the low of the trip. What was a high?
0: So, (laughs) I don't know when I started doing this, but I realized, you know the dance to Cotton Eye Joe?
1: Uh, I hate that song. Here's my quick reasoning why. Because there's, when you play it at a party, there's 90 different renditions of the song and everyone likes a different version of it. Really? Yeah, so like, they're like, oh, play Cotton Eye Joe, or the like Cotton Eye Joe comes on, am like, oh no, play this one, and then you wind uh, up hearing the same fucking song six times in a row, and you're like, I, 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 I hate that song, I hate it, I hate it, but keep going.
0: Well, what I've learned about the Cotton Eye Joe is this, pretty much any song that has a steady, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, any song that has that rhythm to it, you can do the fucking Cotton Eye Joe too.
1: So you started so, doing the con kind of I Joe to some random so rap song. there
0: is one song that I absolutely love called Sweet Love. Um, and we kind of started doing it in the apartment, just like messing around. We were fucked up. Like just, I was teaching the guys to do it. And like, I've done this a couple of times at different parties in the past, but we did it a lot before we went out. And then something just like some song came on and, and somebody started doing it out at the bar. And it was like a really cool outdoor bar where they had an outdoor DJ and there was a bunch of people dancing and and we started like this whole like I'm talking probably like 100 people, like little by little, little pockets just started picking up and doing the Cotton Eye Joe to a song that was not Cotton Eye Joe. And then, like, oh
1: my gosh. So it
0: was, and, it, and this happened like a couple of times throughout the night. And it's almost it's like also, a flash mob. Oh, it was great. And then throughout the weekend, we just continued it. But my favorite part of it was, um, First of all, the joy of people joining in. They were just like, it was awesome. I I love me a good crowd dance. Like anything (laughs) that can get a crowd together, I'm like, let's fucking go, baby. But there was this one asshole who is kind of like standing back and just like looks at me. And I'm like, come on. like Join in. I'll teach you. And he like has his hand on his head. And he just looks at me and side eyes me. And he goes, what? The Cotton Eye Joe? And I'm like, because everybody else thought we just like made up this new dance. like Nobody knew what it was. Like We were teaching people. And it was like, we were like. Cool, and he's like, "Oh, the, oh, you mean the cotton eye gel?" I'm like, oh, "I've been discovered. <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> we gotta go, everybody. Let's go. Get, get, the, fuck get, get the fuck out of here. The fuck out." So, um, but yeah. So other than that, um, I did, I did, admittedly, stay in one night when everybody went Ooh,
1: out. Ooh, party fell. Which is like,
0: if anyone knows me, that's so not me. No, at all.
1: No, not at all.
0: No, um, I, I think living alone has really like calmed you down and it's turned me into what i'm realizing is i'm a very introverted no extroverted introvert okay. so while i am always kind of the life of the party when i'm out in public it really drains me like all that social interaction and then i really need to kind of just like retreat to my hole and recharge and just like take some time and you know get back with with my thoughts and whatnot and um I was around for really wonderful, amazing social, very like personality, high personality, high energy people all weekend. So by day three, I was like, "Yo, I need, I need to watch Grey's Anatomy by myself in the dark for like two hours." So
1: that's not embarrassing.
0: Um, not at all. So um, you guys go to the club and or go out wherever you're going, and I'll be here. When uh, when they came back, I came back out of the room and hung out with them. And
1: <laughs> what time did they get back?
0: Like three.
1: Oh, and you did they? Did you get up in like rage for a well, little? I
0: heard them, so I came out with my Gatorade in my hand and my bag of chips, and I was like, "Hey, I slippers it? and shit." <laughs> yeah, and they were like really fucked up. It was funny when I first walked out; I was expecting this like, "Hey, what's up?" Because like that's just the energy there. And they were so fucked up; they didn't even notice that I, I walked out of the room at first. So I was just like, "Oh,", hi, <laughs> like,
1: oh hey. and then
0: like I'm sitting there for a good fifteen seconds, and they're like, "Oh my God, Katie, what's up?" And I'm like, "Oh." <laughs>
1: Like, yeah it's four in the oh, morning I'm glad woke- I stayed in probably <laughs> <laughs> you woke me up I watched 19 episodes of Grey's Anatomy
0: yeah. yeah but that did backfire because the next morning I woke up like bright eyed and bushy and ready to get fucked up and everybody was hungover so I was annoying as shit
1: oh yeah so now you're the- you're that guy
0: oh and I got hammered by myself but no regrets
1: <laughs> yeah no regrets that now that's the caitlin i know uh-huh, getting hammered by is, yourself. Baby. <laughs> oh my gosh well at least we both had fun and yeah. we had some highs and i mean uh or you had some lows i didn't have any
0: well as drake says i'd be getting high just to balance out my lows Oh, God. Just kidding. I don't. You
1: get worse and worse, like, <laughs> as it goes.
0: Oh, you miss me, baby. So, oh. speaking of missing us, um, we didn't address the fact that we took, like, a little two-week break. So, sorry about that, guys.
1: Whoops. Honestly, it was kind of just, like, uh, I'm not even going to make an excuse. It was poor planning. It was. It was just really poor planning. And our
0: both of our schedules are so hectic. Like, if, if we don't hit the one sweet spot that we have, if that, for some reason, misses, like, we're, we're kind of fucked.
1: Yeah. So. Eh i mean it is what it is like we said uh the last two episodes summer hours you know it is what it sucks i don't like it but like you know
0: doesn't it make you guys miss us
1: i like how we like <laughs> like i pause like waiting for someone to like say yes back and it's only us well, two we miss here.
0: you yeah and i Bobby, mean i miss you oh gosh like, i don't miss you <laughs> i don't miss you he misses me no can you I, edit that to say i miss you? i
1: miss yeah it just, it just like <laughs> bleeps out it's like i don't miss you um yeah, no, I mean it it does it feels good getting back on the mic. Um, so much shit has happened and whatnot, so it's good to kinda bleh, you know, just get it out there. But You're we're still here
0: now. single, I'm I'm assuming. Of course. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Firing away, firing my shots. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not firing any shots. I have no one in my eyesight. Really? Is, yeah.
0: But that sometimes can be good, I feel like.
1: Mm. I also just got back from being a twelfth or sorry, an eleventh a ninth and then a fifth wheel on that trip. So it's kind of like, man, that kind of sucked. It actually didn't bother me all too much until like at night when everyone starts to get cozied up Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's cool. I guess I'll just be <laughs> drunk by the fire by myself. I will say though, Mike O'Malley was a trooper and stayed up with me. Him and I stayed up till like three in the morning, like four of the nights because he's an animal.
0: Well, I shockingly still have a boyfriend and things are actually going really well.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have to, you have to fill me in on that. Cause I think, uh, I think some things have went down, not like bad things, but you were like, I remember last time I saw you, you were like, Oh, I got to tell you this. But again, our schedules are so like all right, let's hit it and get the hell out of here. We got to go do shit, you know, whatever. So,
0: Well, I'll definitely open up about that soon because I think dating um, someone who has children and has an ex-wife and all that good stuff is something that is worth discussing. So we'll definitely get into that in the future. Absolutely.
1: That'll be good for other people too because, you know, like I'm sure there's guys and girls out there who are, either thinking about approaching someone with that same situation or are in it and need advice. And
0: what's interesting, too, is I've actually been looking up books and stuff about it because I I just feel like I'm like, I've never done this before, obviously. Um, And there really is not a lot of resources out there for it at all. Wow. Not a lot at all.
1: We'll have to do some digging and then.
0: I'm reading one book that I found that's actually really fucking funny. And the girl who wrote it is like, she could be my twin. She's oh great,
1: boy. So. Oh boy. That's yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. well
0: the one thing <laughs> I've learned is that you have to approach the whole uh the whole situation with humor. So, I'm good.
1: <laughs> oh god. Cuz you're the funniest, right?
0: The funniest baby. Not. <laughs> not. <laughs> All right. Well, we've taken a break. We've kind of caught up a little bit. Um and we've been sitting here like what are we going to talk about? And thankfully, Bobby actually approached the situation, which I would like to take a little bit of credit. I was going to suggest this earlier, but I, yeah, don't wanna, sure. I didn't want to put you on the spot, but Bobby has alluded many times to a situation in his life that was really, really a uh, kind of like a turning point for him and really had a big impact on the direction he was going. And just, I think from the outside looking in, it really changed who you are and kind of like, pivoted your life for the uh, better in my opinion but.
1: absolutely that was definitely a uh, a wake-up call
0: so uh without further ado we're going to get into the story of bobby behind bars <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh that was a good one
0: we need, we need to set the tone so the year was 2011 it was springtime the skies were blue the trees were blooming that, i don't know take it away <laughs> <laughs> and bobby
1: was in prison <laughs> boom <laughs> all right so yeah it's it's a story that i actually like don't it's oddly enough because you know how you ask like uh kj um you're like when do you usually tell girls about like your brain surgeries and stuff like that i usually don't tell girls the story right away and i then wouldn't here, either yeah and then i hear here i am like you know saying it on a platform where thousands of people <laughs> listen to it but whatever um yeah so how did it start? Um, I was, you know, hanging out with a group of friends and blah, blah, blah. And one of those friends happened to like to sell some things that are green and illegal. Um, now, yeah. So and he like got broccoli. In, yeah, broccoli. That makes you feel good. Um, <laughs> feel good.
0: Bro- magic broccoli.
1: Magic broccoli. Okay. And um, yeah, so he wound up getting caught, whatever. Like it is what it is. At that time, you know, I wasn't involved in any of that. And push came to shove. Everyone kind of figured out how he got caught. And basically, he was, he was knocked on by a kid who went to um, college who got caught with weed. And the cops basically were just like, Hey, you want mom and dad to not find out about this? Like, make a bust. So, like, any, you know, 17, 18, 19 year old kid is like, Okay, well, I don't want mom and dad to find out. Of course, I'm going to make, I'll make a bust and, you know, no one will ever know. You know, and I'll just move on with my life. Well, they don't tell you how how many times you have to do it, how long you're their little, you know, uh, you know, dog on a leash kind of thing.
0: Okay, so for story purposes, can we give fake names for this? So this this narc, we'll call him Mark the Narc.
1: Mark the Narc. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So Mark narked. Oh gosh, this is gonna be that's gonna be really hard. Uh, Mark narked on John. Okay. okay? And, um, again, I genuinely didn't give a shit. Like, I, I really didn't care. I remember when my friends came up to me. They are like, hey, we found out who knocked marked, marked on John. And I was like, cool. Like, that's the price you pay when you want to sell magic broccoli. Like, right. I don't care. Well, uh, the next night, we're at a party. And I had to get up early the next day because my best friend's father passed – or stepfather passed away. So I was going home. And, um, I was gonna go to the services that night. I got mangled, mangled. I had like half a case of Keystone light bottles to myself. o, yeah, great. love them. oh, uh,
0: they used to be what eighteen dollars
1: um, oh uh cheaper than that for a twenty four pack of Keystone light bottles sh- delivered to your door was like thirteen dollars and twenty four cents and then the you just tip the driver, yeah. Ugh. So, um, so I'm outside, we're at at this party, I'm outside, I'm drunk as a skunk, and I'm pissing on the side of the house, because I'm a guy, and I can do things like that. It's hot. Yeah, you're welcome, ladies, (laughs) and, uh, all of a sudden, I hear, like, a commotion behind me, and it's all my buddies, like, kind of yelling at some person, I'm drunk, I don't even know who this person really is, and I walk over, and what Caitlin meant, as far as, like, where I was heading, I was such a Tommy Toughnuts in college, like, I was getting in fights every weekend, you know, and I'm not talking like yelling matches. I'm talking like hurting people. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it was, you're, I
0: mean, you're you, you can hurt people yeah. if you want to. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not your just average guy. Like I skilled in a combat sport right. that I did for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know. So I um, yeah. So I was just I was just reckless. I mean, that's just the best way to describe it. I yeah. was reckless. I didn't care about anybody but myself and all this stuff. So. I turned around and everyone was uh, yelling at this person. And I didn't, I was drunk. I was, like I said, a Tommy Toughnuts. Didn't like how the kid looked. And I spit on him. That's it. And the look that this kid gave me, I will never forget. Like he just stopped and like turned and like looked at me right in my eyes. And no matter how drunk I was, I would, in my head, I was like, you just fucked up. You need to get out of here. And I walked away. I went home. I grabbed my backpack full of the rest of my Keystone Light bottles. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't gonna leave that behind. <laughs> I, I was drunk, but I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> so, grabbed my stuff and I went home. Well, he later went down the street and got roughed up because um, it was Mark the Narc. Um, Fuck that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he wanted he wanted getting roughed up. Um, the the fights on video, um, it's the most pathetic fight I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: And you were not involved in this fight
1: at all. I was at home. I was at home sleeping. And by this, by the time that happened, I was at home and asleep. Um, so I wake up the next day to schedule my classes for the next year uh, semester. And I get a knock on the door. I'm in my boxers and moccasins. I look through the peephole of the door and there is, let me see, one, two, six cops. And my roommate had a party that that night before And of which I was not a part of. So I was like, God damn it, what did he do? What happened here last night that the cops are showing up? This is like 8 o'clock in the morning.
0: So it's like not even in your mind that this could be for you.
1: Oh, I had no clue. So I opened the door, and they're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, they were like, hey, what's going on? I go, I don't know. You tell me. Like, I'm half naked in my boxers at 8 o'clock in the morning. You're knocking on my door. And one the arresting officer goes, what's your name i was like bobby ashen he looks at some paperwork gives the nod they fucking take me throw me against the wall got a forearm in the back of my head um he's reading off this shit he's like this this and this felony five to seven years <gasps> and i was like felony like what the fuck like i had some beers last night like i didn't do anything like you should have seen me last weekend and were you, you know I mean? at this point. Oh yeah, I was 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I had some fucking beers. Like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? They put me in handcuffs. They're like, where is because I got arrested with two other people? Um, they let's give him a name. Um, Chris. They're like, Where is Chris? Well, Chris was one of my other roommates. And I said, I don't know, you go fucking find him. I'm not <laughs> I gotta just tell you where he is. Like, and quite honestly, I didn't even know if he was home. Right. You know. I said, I don't know. You fucking find him. So then they they pull Chris out and fucking Chris was with his girlfriend the night before. So they arrested him with no clothes on. <gasps> I mean, butt naked. Butt naked. Butt naked. No yeah. way. Yeah. They, and then they let him put clothes on, obviously. Um, he was still drunk from the night before and all that. He comes out and he's like yelling. He's like, all this over one punch, like blah, blah, blah. And I literally took to him. I, I, I go, Chris, shut the fuck up. Like, cause if, there's one thing that I learned is if you're in trouble and you don't think you deserve to be regardless, or even if you do know that you deserve to be in trouble, shut up, let your lawyers do the talking. That's why you pay them, you know? So, so they, at
0: this point, did you even know that a fight had gone down?
1: Um, I got a phone call in the middle of the night and they were like, we found out who knocked on, what did I say? his name? John, was? John, we found John. out who knocked on Chris. And I literally went you cool or yeah, or John, sorry. I go Cool and I hung up. And that was it. That's like so I was like okay. Did
0: you know that they went and fought him or just like I think or... I kind
1: of yeah just had a right. you know, inclination. That's the right word, right? Inclination? In... Yeah.
0: Inclination. inclination. I don't know.
1: Close enough. Um <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever, like, you know, I don't really care. So they they, you know, arrest us, they send you the other thing. They take us to the district attorney's office. And I'm in so I got I was able to put some clothes on. I had a a white t-shirt on just you know undershirt um boxers I had a pair of uh, mesh basketball shorts no socks and my moccasins that's it so they take us up to the DA they bring us in one by one this that and the other thing I was the last one to go in the whole time was yes officer no officer yes your honor no your honor you know respectful but kept my mouth shut And uh, they were like, all right, well, this is what you're getting charged with. Uh, You know, blah, 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 blah. It was two felonies, three misdemeanors, and one summary offense. (gasps) Yeah. And I was like, okay. And they were like, we're going to set your bail at $100,000.
0: Holy shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So I was like, "Uh, what? So Judge smacks the gavel. We, you know, go over. He's like, all right, you arresting officer was like, you can make a phone call. So I was like, all right, I have to call my dad because my mom is Italian as fuck. And she if I told her that I'm going to jail and that I have a $100,000 bail,
0: oh my God. she's
1: going to hang up the phone. She tell would me drop to, dad. She, no, she would just tell me to fucking rot, rot in there. Hang up. She wouldn't Really? Be, absolutely. My mom has zero sympathy. <laughs> Unless I am bleeding and dying. If I did something, because she knew I was acting, my parents knew at the time that I was acting a fool. Right. So they were like, it was a matter of time, so she would have been like, "Cool, rotten right there, figure the fuck out."
0: That's so, crazy. I would never think that.
1: My mom is a reactor. My dad's a thinker. I was gonna so, say your
0: dad would start plotting instantly, so I'm assuming he so, did. <laughs> so
1: I, so I call my dad. He doesn't answer, and I turn to the arresting <laughs> oh, officer and I go, "Sir, please let me call him until he answers. I have nobody else." And he goes, "Well, since you were respectful, like this, that, and the other thing, like you know, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna work with you." I'm like, "Okay, fine." Finally, he calls and he's like, hello. And I'm like, dad, it's me. Blah blah. he's like, what's going on? He He's like, I'm in the middle of a meeting. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, uh, I got in a little trouble and I kind of need you to bail me out. And he goes, all right, uh, you have cash on you? And I was like, mm, no. Not he, that much. <laughs> and he goes, do you have access to your checkbook? And I go, mm, no. And he goes, all right, all right. Um, how much is bail? And this is all on speakerphone too, like off of like a desk phone. And I go, uh, and I look at the officer and I go, $100,000. My dad goes, in the middle of a meeting, he goes, Jesus fucking Christ, what did you do? (laughs) And I was like, I don't think we should talk about it over the phone. Like, mm -hmm. and he goes, I'm on it, just hangs up. In 20 minutes, I had a lawyer and a private investigator. (laughs) Yeah, because my dad's the godfather. Wow. Yeah. So then they, not surprised though. Yeah, not surprised. Then he, I turned to the arresting officer. I was like, now that that's done, I was like, what's next? And he's like, you're, you're going to prison. I was like, oh, wait, I thought I was going to like, get out like in handcuffs. Like I didn't know, I didn't, I'd never been in trouble right, before. Yeah. So we're driving and through the town, uh, the jail that I thought I was going to, we just drive right past. <gasps> and I'm like, uh, aren't I supposed to be going there? And he goes, no, you're you're going to prison. Like that's jail. You're going to prison. I was like, oh, mother fuck. I'm
0: like, Did you cry at all?
1: No, I can't can't cry no fucking way if there's one thing i did learn from movies you can't do that wow. so i was like i was like all right whatever we go there get fingerprinted um they had to write down all my tattoos like what they said what they were um got my my picture you know my mug shot taken I had to take a shower bend over lift your sack oh that's a real thing no people. shit
0: do they make you like cough and everything too yeah yeah <laughs>
1: absolutely bend over, lift your sack all right turn around bend over spread the cheeks cough yeah absolutely Check your mouth. Make sure you're not bringing anything in. I'm, I'm like, like,
0: what's going through your head at this point in time? I'm
1: just sitting there. I'm like, there is like, this is a fucking dream. Like, this is 100% a dream. So I'm like, oh, my God. So they give me a box with, you know, oranges, you know, in it. And whatnot. Oh,
0: my God. I had,
1: Remember, I had no socks. Okay. So I'm walking around in the orange slippers with no socks on. Um, the <laughs> Chris, who I got arrested with, right? We used the name Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have any boxers. They just put basketball shorts over mm-hmm. him. So then when he got his oranges, he had to take his basketball shorts off. So he's walking around with no underwear. They don't give you underwear. Oh you gosh. have to buy that through the commissary. So like, I was like...
0: To buy underwear? Yeah. Christ.
1: So then I was like, um, unless you're wearing it, then they'll inspect it and make sure it's fine. And then you can, you know, continue about... But uh, so, yeah, so then I had 48 hours of solitary confinement, which means you have to stay in your cell for 48 hours.
0: Straight. What if you have to pee?
1: Yeah. What do you mean? You have a bathroom in your cell. You have a toilet um, in your cell. So do you uh, have to eat. Yeah. They bring you a meal. Yeah. Like in the
0: movies, like under the door.
1: <laughs> no. So I had a cellmate. Um, oh. you're thinking of the hole that's when yeah. you get in trouble when you get thrown in the hole and they basically I'm just like picturing
0: like Shawshank Redemption shit. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: not like that no you just have to stay in your cell for t- 48 hours that's what solitary is and then going to the hole is when like you're in prison and you get in trouble in prison they're like that's punishment so
0: that happened next oh gosh <laughs> oh gosh
1: so um, yeah so I'm in there and whatnot, not and uh, I had a cellmate it was this uh, short Spanish dude everyone called him Cholo Um and
0: where are they
1: now? Cholo. Oh, did he's you in like Mexico. That? He got deported. Oh, I um, miss you, Cholo. Yeah, he was like, I'm getting deported in 60 days. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, I got one more phone call before I went in, and it was I called my dad, and he was like, listen, I did some research on the prison you're going to. He's like, it's pretty much not that bad of a prison. It's a bunch of drug abusers, DUI offenders, petty theft. You know, like you're not in there with like, you know, killers. Well, so I thought. I was in there with a bunch of people because they were in the middle of a federal transfer. So there were federal inmates that are supposed to be in a federal prison, but there's not room for them yet. So they stuck them there.
0: No fucking way.
1: Yeah. So I got in. My dad told me not to talk about my case to anyone and blah, blah, blah. So like when I got in, Cholo was like, oh, what'd you do to get in here? And I was like, ah, just some dumb shit. Got in a fight. You know, just like kept it simple. I was like, what about you? He's like, I'll tell you tomorrow. And I was like,
0: oh, shit. <laughs> I was like,
1: cool. I'm going to get stabbed tonight in my sleep. <laughs> That's great. So the next day, you know, since I'm in solitary during lockdown. I uh, thought
0: solitary meant just you. Uh,
1: Technically, yeah, I think. But it's it was such a small prison.
0: Right.
1: Honestly, actually, actually, though, um, it technically is considered a maximum security prison due to the amount of walls it takes to get outside. That's, That's what I, I learned while in prison um the more
0: you know yeah
1: right so the next day during solitary and during lockdown he you know cholo came back in and he's like what do you want to do i was like i don't know you want to work out so we were doing prison workouts push-ups sit-ups like chin-ups on the on the side of the bed like dips like all that stuff and as we're working out i was like all right so like what'd you do to get in here and this is where i found out about the federal transfer he was like oh i shot and killed two people in new york (gasps) i'm like Oh, my God. What? Like, yeah, the guy to sell to my right um, was like an OG gangster from L.A. Um, he, I think he killed like nine or ten people. No way. Yeah. Um, another dude was in there selling a bunch of like heavy drugs, you know, like heroin, coke, like all that stuff.
0: And you never told him what you did.
1: I mean, that's actually a funny story, but I don't know if I could tell that one on air because it uses some profound language that I'm not allowed to say but um <laughs> <laughs> across the hall snowball was on death row um oh my god you
0: made all these friends yeah. like this is amazing yeah it's not amazing but pretty funny <laughs> yeah
1: he was on death row and then there was another dude who um had a life sentence in there as well too and i was like damn this is fucking wild so
0: meanwhile all you did was talk a loogie on and Mark you know, and know what the arc. worst
1: part is it wasn't even a loogie it was like a spray spit mm. it was fucking lame i was like you gotta be kidding me so then uh So yeah, so then I was like, this is this is bullshit, you know. Like I can't believe I'm here, Um, you know. And then obviously I had phone calls and stuff like with my parents. With my, I met with my lawyer while I was in there, and they were like, "Uh, blah blah blah, you know. We're gonna try and get you out early. Well, I got arrested on a Friday, so you know, district attorney's not around on the weekend, so I had to stay at least the weekend. They tried to get me out on Monday, wound up not working, so it wound up being six days. I got out on Wednesday. and I got released on rec- it's called release on reconnaissance, where you don't have to pay your bail, um, but you have rules. So I wasn't allowed to stay in town, wasn't allowed to talk about the case, couldn't get caught around alcohol or even drinking, even though yes, I was underage. But like, even if I was just at a friend's house and they were sipping on a beer, the cop showed up and there's a beer within sight of me that's not my parents. Essentially, that I could have, I would have went right back to prison um, and I would have owed the full amount of a hundred thousand dollars.
0: Holy shit.
1: Yeah. So, so wait, you said
0: you weren't allowed to stay in town. Did so you had to go home?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had to go home. Home home, like back to my parents' house. Oh my um God. Yeah. So Is it that, the middle
0: of the semester? Uh
1: it was the end of the semester, like three weeks before so finals. So you couldn't go to class? Um well I was told to go to class. I had to go home the weekends. Sorry. Okay. Let okay, me rephrase okay. yeah, i had to go home on the weekends. Um and um I was told to go to class. Well The day I got out, um, my parents took me to a nice restaurant so I didn't have to eat prison food like I did for the last six days.
0: Cholo was probably so jealous.
1: Yeah, I had a cheeseburger and a (laughs) cheesesteak. I ate so much food. Um, And then I'll never forget, like, this is where my anxiety came in. Like, this is where where it triggered everything and has been, you know, part of me for the rest of my life because I felt like someone was watching me all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I got out and i remember um keying after my parents you know dropped me off or whatever um i remember keying into my apartment and just like sitting there and just like panicking like dude someone's like in this house like someone's there like all this stuff (sighs) That's awful i was like all right i'm just gonna walk to my car get some shit out of my car and maybe like the walk will be fine dude i was like panicking the whole time i'm like holy shit like this is weird this is weird and then uh, my dad called me, and he was like, yo. And I was like, what's up? He's like, you all right? And I was like, nope. honestly, <laughs> no. And he's like, um, cool. I just booked a, a room at, like, the comfort suites or something like that, you know, down the road. He's like, come here. You know, just stay, stay here tonight. Wow. And I was just like, thank fucking yeah. God. Next day, I get a call from the school. They're like, you need to meet with basically the principal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We go in. And he's like, we're suspending you. I was like, in my head, I'm like, fuck you. I pay you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and on top of that, I didn't do shit. So then he was like, well, tell me what happened. Well, I'm obviously like frantic, you know? So when I tell the story, it like didn't really like make too much sense and all that. So I was like, all right. You know, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not going to lie. Like your story doesn't seem to, you know, add up here. You know, we're going to continue with the suspension. And my dad's like, this is bullshit. Like, he he goes, oh, you have to come in alone because you're you're an adult. And my dad's like, fuck you. I write the check to you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in with him. You know, especially after, because my dad knows the story. So he came in with, you know, he's like, sir, this is ridiculous. And finally they were just like, well, there's video evidence. And I go, perfect. Bring it up. You'll see I'm not there. Hmm. Oh, oh, well, the police department has it. And I'm like, well, fuck you. Then I'm going to class. Right. Doesn't matter. I had to go home. I got suspended. I had to go home. I had to write an appeal uh, letter. So me and my dad sat down, wrote an appeal letter, wound up getting it lifted. I missed projects. I missed homework. I missed everything. By the time I got back, it was one week and then finals. I failed all of my class. I got uh, um, a one point, uh, or a 1.8 GPA or like a 2.0 GPA. At, and none that's of the-
0: your professors obviously were...
1: I mean, what are they supposed to do? They can't. They can't be like, sorry, like, no, Mm -hmm. we'll help you. Like, the projects, I didn't give my presentation. They just decided not to grade me on the presentation, which was cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, I felt bad for my group because Mm -hmm. I did my part as far as putting it together, but I didn't present it. But I was supposed to be there on Friday. Right. They were like, where the fuck is he? Well, I was in (sighs) prison, you know. So, like, I'm sure they were calling me and shit, you know. So, um, yes, and then. Finally, it got lifted. I went back to school. Like I said, basically got like C's on all my in all my classes and a D. I remember that. I got a D in philosophy. And uh, yeah. And then finally, um, my preliminary hearing, which where everything kind of gets figured out whether you go to trial or not, goes, uh, it's May 13th, two days before my birthday. Mm. And I'll never forget, like someone hits me up and they're like, yo, man, wh- what are you doing for your birthday? I had totally forgot that my birthday was coming. I did not even know, and I was Aww. like, "I was like, what do you mean?" They're like, "Your birthday is on Friday or whatever." I was like, <laughs> "Honestly, I my mind is in twenty different places. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot that I was turning twenty. You know what I mean?" And um, we get to the preliminary, preliminary and uh, they basically were like, "All right, we're gonna drop it down to um, one." Uh, Mister, my lawyer talks to them first. He's like, "They want to say it. they'll." they'll a plea bargain of one misdemeanor and two summary offenses and one misdemeanor of simple assault. I said, absolutely not. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I did. Granted. Yes. Spitting on someone is simple assault. Is Technically. Yeah, it is. It it, it is. It's an arbitrary fucking term. You know, I was like, bullshit. I said, I'm paying you. I sat in prison for six days for spitting on someone at a college party. I said, no, a misdemeanor i have to claim on jobs i have mm-hmm. to claim on college applications all this other things you know because obviously you know i probably wasn't going to stay where i was at so i was like dude no way fucking no way go back in there do your fucking job so he came back out and he was like one summary offense of you know harassment with no intent to harm and i was like fuck it I are getting there <laughs> i said fuck it i said yeah i said if i say no to this They're gonna they're gonna make it go to trial. And we had plans to go to Italy that summer, like as a family. I was like, you know what's gonna happen, Dad? You know, I I'm gonna say no, we're gonna go to trial, and the trial's gonna land while we're in Italy. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you guys to go to the trip. You guys, since you're good parents, aren't aren't gonna gonna go, go. and I'm gonna feel guilty. I'll just take this. It is what it is. My mom to this day fucking can't even talk about this. She fucking oh, she gets furious, furious. She hates everything about this from the um shoddy police work to the school Uh, oh gosh i mean i had a case to sue someone without a doubt without a doubt and
0: uh i because i always kind of knew sort of what had happened like i i knew that there was drama but i never really knew what happened um, I, i had no idea that you were in jail
1: yeah, I was in yeah I was in prison. I had no idea. Yeah, jail and prison are different, by the way.
0: Well, either one. Yeah, I, I didn't know.
1: Well, jail is like I got drunk and they throw you in the drunk. Tank. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prison mm-hmm. is like no, like you're might be here for a while
0: with Cholo. Yeah, with and Cholo. Snowball.
1: Snowball. 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 Yeah. Love them. Yeah, great guys. And L.A. too. That was his thing. <laughs> Good. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we were there, and then kind of funny story at the end of the preliminary. You know, we everything signed. They waived me off for time served. Um, and uh. That kind of was it. We go to Applebee's just to get some food because it had been a long day. They go to sit us down. And as they sit us down, they sit us at the table right next to dun, 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 um, Mark the Narc and his parents. because no. he, he had to be at the preliminary because he's part <gasps> of the case because he was, quote unquote, working for the cops. No. They sat us right next to him. And my mom, see, she's great. Like, I, when... My mom's attitude is tough sometimes to Mm -hmm. deal with. But when it's warranted, it's fucking hilarious. She literally turns to the waitress and she goes, can we get another table? We don't like these people. (laughs) Just just (laughs) fucking right there. I could
0: totally hear that. Oh,
1: my God. Or She said something along those lines. Like, we don't need to sit next to these type of people or something like that. It was like, and they sat us across. I was like, what are the fucking odds of that? Like, we just wanted to get some food because it's been a hell of a day. And they sit us next to this dickhead. But, uh, just but yeah. I need
0: some boneless buffalo wings in peace. Damn. Yeah.
1: Boneless buffalo wings, some Mod sticks, and get the fuck out of here. Damn. But yeah. So that's, uh, that was my like 25 minute monologue there. I,
0: I, I, I've heard the story before and it still is equally shocking. To yeah. Me. Like there's like
1: way more details if I wanted to get, but it's not, you know, that's the gist of it. Yeah. So
0: I'm assuming of the group of people you had the least of, uh, offenses? no.
1: One other guy didn't even do anything. He just yelled at the kid and got, Got in trouble. Did and, he
0: also get charges?
1: Um, he got the same charges as I did. And then when he went, I think I'm pretty sure he got everything dropped.
0: Okay. Everything. Okay. Yeah.
1: And they just waved him off as But time he was search. in jail as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is
0: unbelievable. Yeah. Unfucking believable. So you
1: know what an affidavit is? It's the story. It's whatever happens. You know, so say that like you were assaulted. You go and give a report. That is the affidavit of what happened. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, it was a two page affidavit. I was in one sentence
0: great worth worth six days in jail
1: yeah five thousand dollars for a lawyer or whatever the hell it was thank god God my parents paid for that i mean yeah and all that other shit yeah failing school you know that was great you know ruined my gpa i mean
0: I, i hate to like to loop this into this but i can't help but think about it this way um number one like you are a pretty smart kid and you've been raised by pretty smart people who've taught you like you said don't talk about it um, don't incriminate yourself, you know. And you had someone to call that knew the right people to bring into it and mm-hmm. had your back and were able to financially support you through it. Um, like I just I, I can't help but think like this is such a sad example of what if you didn't have those things. Like oh my gosh, you I, probably would have stayed I, in jail.
1: I said it before, even with like my whole cancer thing. I said I'd be dead if it wasn't for my parents. My my dad handled all the finances. He told me he, you write this check for this amount to this person. Sign, write this check here. This goes here. This needs this is due by then. My mom scheduled all my doctor's appointments. All this, they they handled everything. They said you need to just focus on getting better. If it wasn't for them, I'd be dead. Same thing here. If it wasn't for them, like being who they are as people, I I don't think I'd still be in there. I, I think I would have kind of figured it out on my own. But I can tell you this: it would have been a, the story would have been two hours long, not not just you know twenty five minutes.
0: But that's just like again, like how like our justice system is Mm kind
1: of favors
0: those who can
1: figure it out. Oh, who
0: can support themselves and who who have like, you know what I mean? Like if you had not had that, like I don't want to the financial piece of it obviously, but also just like having. Been brought up in a, in a home that kind of taught you
1: a support system, right? Yeah. And
0: imagine if you were just some idiot who fucked up, like you'd probably be in. You probably would have, would have gone to prison for much longer.
1: I probably I probably had to do I probably had to do like thirty days. Which I bet you
0: for spitting on someone, which for, is just unbelievable,
1: uh, absurd. Absolutely like, and, absurd.
0: and I'm not excusing it. It wasn't right. We right, we know that absolutely.
1: But. And that's why I took that summary offense. I turned to my dad. I said I did something wrong, and my mom flipped. She's like, "Yeah, but you spent six days in prison for it." And I'm like, "I I get it." Let's just kind of delete that. Let's forget right. that that happened for a second. At the end of the day, I did something wrong, and I, you know I'm a man. I suffer the consequences to my actions. I'll take it. That's fine. Like whatever. So Sorry. it wasn't right. I'm not justifying it, but fuck that kid. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just. And honestly, it's not even his fault. I can't, you know. So like, as I get older and think about it more and whatnot, it's not his fault. Dude, it's, it's the cops. It's it's yeah. they slapped on all the charges they possibly could because they're in a town where they know mommy and daddy have some money and mommy and daddy are gonna bail them out. So the cops know the lawyers, the cops know the bail bondsmen. They know that dude, they're all in each other's shit. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So of course they're gonna they're gonna give you know little Johnny a, you know two felonies, three misdemeanors, all this shit because little Johnny you know is going to school. He's supposed to be a good old boy and this that and the other thing. Mommy and daddy probably are paying for it and they have money to bail him out. Well, come on, man. You don't think there's not kickbacks? All those like crime documentary movies and shit where there's like corrupt cops. You don't, you think that just stems out of those ideas, just stem out of thin air? No, they come from real life.
0: That's insane.
1: So, yeah, it was bullshit. I I mean, I, I mean, yeah, still fuck that kid because like he shouldn't have showed up to where he just made a bust on people yeah. like that. You know what I mean? And if that was his intention, like where was the cops backing him up?
0: Yeah, that's true. They
1: should have been there to make sure he doesn't get hurt. Right. So shoddy police work all the way through that kid's a dickhead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was funny too. They were like, when uh, the judge was like reading the affidavit and like giving me my sentence because I pled down to that summary offense and he goes, all right, well, if you're pleading down to this, that holds a, um, uh, A sentence of uh, a $300 fine and or 90 days in jail. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is moment of truth. Like, let's see Mm -hmm. what this guy says. And I can see the judge, like, reading it through the bottom of his glasses. And he's like, do you serve any time? I go, yes, your honor. He goes, and he goes, how long? And I go, six days. And he literally takes his glasses off and looks at me and goes, yeah, we're gonna write him off as time served because he probably read the, affi- the two-page affidavit mm-hmm. real quick, saw my name was in one fucking sentence, and was like, "This is ridiculous. Why are you fucking wasting my time with this? Get this kid out of here!" Insane, insane.
0: Uh, that's just unbelievable, especially knowing you now. Like, that's just—it's crazy. It
1: needed to happen.
0: Well, that's the, what I. Maybe not to that in. extent. But. Yeah, but I mean, in the same breath, like, I knew you. I mean, I definitely know you better now, but I, I knew you pretty. Pretty well back yeah. then. um
1: we got drunk a lot.
0: We did, and, and but you were like you could not tell Bobby Ashton fucking nothing. You could not tell him no. anything. Like I mean, and you're still kind of like that to a to a degree, but yeah, but you're more aware and you're more compassionate, and I think you're just like you're more you understand that actions carry circumstances, and I don't know that you really got that before this happened.
1: Yeah, I was I was invincible. I, I really was like that's the way I, I nobody tells me nothing. You know. I'm the fucking toughest guy on the block and it's my way or the highway and I don't fucking care about your feelings and that's who I was and I've said it before and I I remember you know when I was seeing this girl I told her this and she was like mind-blown she's like oh my god like who are you right and I was like listen you need to understand like I was a bad person like I was bad I I understand that that is not who I am at all anymore like yeah there's redeeming qualities of what i was that still shine through today like i don't take no for an answer i i work hard i Mm -hmm. you know you know strive and determined you know whatever and you know that's fine those are like i said those are the redeeming qualities you know i always have my friends back i I mean since (laughs) then you know since then i haven't gotten into any fights but i can tell you this i've sure as hell stopped a lot from you know people picking all my friends and then i step in and say listen you you don't want the smoke, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want, you don't want it. I'm not going to spit
0: on you, but but, but I might. I'm not going to spit on you,
1: but if you fucking touch him, it's game over or whatever, you know? I mean, I saw a girl get punched at the bar before, you know, and all that. Yeah. So, you know, there are good things that happen, but like at the end of the day, like I was not a good person and it had to happen.
0: From start to finish, like this all started in the spring. When, how long did it last? When did it all end?
1: It only uh, from the day I got booked. A, day, a month and a half.
0: Day got booked. You sound like such like a, like a hood, <laughs> like right. a, a guy who's seen a couple things. Yeah, right. I mean, um, I guess
1: I have. You know, if you so really then
0: think. after that, I mean, I know you and I have talked briefly, and you've mentioned the podcast too. Like, what did that do to your mental health? After all, that?
1: that is where it all started. That is where, it, like, because I was on a high. Like I said, I was I was invincible. Mm-hmm. I was the man. I ran, I ran that campus. I felt I like mean, you I, were
0: kind of. You're pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. I was,
1: uh, yeah, I used to be. Now I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, I every, I knew everyone. I was friends with, for the most part, friends with anyone. Yeah. And if I wasn't friends with them, they were afraid of me, which is where you want your enemies to be. You Correct. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at that, before that, I was doing well in school, mm-hmm. you know. Um, i had kind of like a steady chick at the time you know like i was i was living yeah, you
0: had it all i well, had I mean, it what all. looked like the, the the dream life right
1: exactly and then that happened and then i just my mental health just plummeted um was well, probably mean,
0: like an identity crisis in some sense
1: yeah i mean i was like holy shit like you know you just did that you know <laughs> like that just mm-hmm. happened to you you know and like we always talk about like this white picket fence like upper middle class, white suburban male. Like I'm supposed, that's not what's supposed to happen. You know, quote unquote supposed to happen. And it happened. And it's like, holy shit. Like you, you just got a taste of what other people have to go through, you know? So, you know, it changed who I was as a person. And it took a really long time to like, um, have that self-reflection. Like, yo, you need to fucking calm down. Um,
0: so did you calm down right away?
1: No. Uh, well, no, I did not. Um, but it took time, and it was gradual, and it wound up working out. Um, I did actually, that was when I got medicated um, right, right. for mm-hmm. depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. Um, what and, do you think
0: the depression was like a, like what did you I feel, mean, was there anything specifically that was making you upset? Like,
1: I I, I think the depression was really driven by the anxiety because, okay. like I said, I felt like someone was watching me at all times even after it was all all said and done and here sign the papers you're done you know whatever i felt like i was like constantly like well what's next or like Mm -hmm. if i did do something that was like a little edgy i'm like well what if someone you know what is and i still feel that way were you on probation uh no okay no never on probation or parole okay um but yeah i i like i said even if i did do something like edgy like whatever like if i like if I was at a party and someone started mouthing off and I mouthed off to him, you know, mm-hmm. and like stepped in like, oh, what, what if, what if this happens? Like, what if he goes and tells? Like, what if he said, you well, know, it's like,
0: like PTSD. for Oh, sure.
1: uh, yeah. And I was like, and I wouldn't feel that right away, but it would be like an hour after. And mm-hmm. I, and then full panic would mm-hmm. ensue. And then I'm like, oh, boy, like, here we go. So that's really kind of like, like I said, what started. And then I, I hate to say it like this because it sounds so fucking lame and like cocky. But like I used to get a lot of chicks in college. From that point on, I struggled. Really? Yeah. From that point on, is really where I struggled, like approaching girls. You know, like this and the other thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I've like had my fair share. Like you know what I mean? Like since then, Uh, probably because of my anxiety, it driven my. Oh. Yeah, because now I'm just like. Now I'm like worried, like, what if I say the wrong thing to a girl and she spins it in a direction, you Mm. know, like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you my mind.
0: Oh, my gosh. That just like blew my mind. I feel like that just was a moment of clarity for me as your friend. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I not like again, I'm not saying like I struggled like some like some of my other friends struggle. So I can't even com- compare to them. Right, but, like, but I mean. I, I used to be able to walk up to any girl, no matter how hot she was, and be like, yo, what's up, girl? I know, no, I remember. I did not give a shit.
0: When I feel like you and I spend a lot of time on this, I'm like, why are you so nervous to do X, Y, and Z? Like, the a girl will be giving you all the right signs. Like, you're not a bad looking dude. You're not stupid. You're not, mm-hmm. not funny. You're not poor. Like, you're not a loser. Like, what what is it? i never get it and that makes sense
1: yeah and ever since then i was just like oh man like it's it's all nerve-wracking now because now i overthink everything
0: have you unpacked that in therapy bobby
1: um we didn't really talk about that all too much i gotta get back into therapy it's been a while
0: me too i canceled it today
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love this for us this is great but Yeah. yeah that's kind of uh the story of Bobby behind bars.
0: Bobby behind bars. I wish we could do like a like a ching ching. <laughs> oh
1: but yeah, Um that's like I said. That was probably like it's crazy. Like as far as like bucket list things, you know, I've been to prison. I've been tear gassed. I've had cancer. I've survived cancer. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like I've been to something that's
0: on like bucket list. I think that's on like a like a a rap sheet. Yeah, of. yeah.
1: Like... I guess whatever. I didn't know what else to call. It, but it's like you just think about like. You know, some of the things like my dad's even said it to me, too. He's like, dude, you've been through some shit that some people haven't been through in like a 10 year span. He's like that. Some people haven't been through in like a lifetime. Well, I think
0: also like that knowing you if I had told myself when I was 17, like, hey, you're going to have a podcast with this person. He's going to become one of the most important people in your life at 29. I'd be like, ah, no, he's
1: cool, but not that (laughs) Um, cool.
0: Hard. No, that kid's a douche. Um, (laughs) He's not very smart. He definitely doesn't advocate for other people. So thank you, but no thank you. Like I would have never seen foreseen like the growth that you've made. Yeah. It, from then and now. And I think I mean, honestly, I always mentally attributed it to just the cancer because like I was like, oh, I don't how how does a guy turn from a douche to like a really nice guy? Like I don't get it. And I was like, Oh, it must be the cancer. It's just but been I think like a compilation yeah. of all of mm-hmm.
1: it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just added up like it started with that like i would say like the anger tommy tough nuts kind of thing started with going to prison right and that kind of stopped and then you know um losing friends and stuff like mm-hmm. that like that kind of just attributed to it as well and then like having cancer and honestly like doing the whole cancer thing and whatnot we could do a whole nother episode on that at the time i didn't really give a shit. like at the time i was just like whatever like mm-hmm. it is. It actually didn't hit me until about a year later where I was like holy fuck like you almost died. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I would
0: love to have an episode about that cuz I have so many questions.
1: Yeah, we can do it again. I don't care. But monologue number 2.
0: I like it though. I like to hear from you and pick your brain.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in there. You got to find it though. But
0: Well, as they say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
1: Yes. Wait, yes. you know
0: what's funny? And actually I I hope I'm right about this i was at a high school graduation and one of the speakers was like as kelly clarkson always says what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i'm like i don't think she's the first person that said not
1: that. at all not even close she
0: might have made a song about it that's really bad by the way but i don't <laughs> think it's like i i, I don't know
1: not at all i, I no no that's i'm just like it's saying, a hard no that's
0: like saying like pharrell williams said it's because i'm happy like <laughs> no. like no, no. Like, mm. Mm. I feel close, like he wasn't but, the first
1: one. <laughs> close, but no cigar. Right.
0: Mm. So uh, how about you, Bobby? Any closing arguments for your uh, for don't, your monologue?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. A quick easy I mean, quick, easy one is don't get in fights unless you absolutely have to defend yourself or someone who's in danger. That's I mean, that's easy. Lie up. And then just um, you know, think about what you do before you do it. You know, every... Every action has consequences, even when you don't do anything, it has consequences. So, you know, that kind of ties into the first thing that I just said, like, you know, as far as fighting or defending, you know, there are times you have to do it, you know what I mean? So don't be afraid of it, um, you know, because, you know, for example, when I saw that girl get punched in the bar, you know what I mean? Who knows what could have happened if I didn't step in? Doing nothing also has consequences, but you have to. You know, be very calculated when you do decide to make those decisions to have to defend someone. And that's with that's anything either. Just be calculated with all your decisions. It, it, they all have consequences. They all have rippling effects that, and like I said, I was 19 years old. I'm 30 now. And I'm still suffering the consequences of anxiety from when I was 19. You know, or, you know, kind of developing anxiety mm-hmm. from when I was 19 years old. It's 11 years later, you know, over a decade and it ain't going away anytime soon i can tell you that so, i think
0: we just unpacked something that you need to bring up in therapy
1: probably you know so um just like i said know what you're doing before you do it and if you if you don't know make the best guess you possibly can and, and let it rip
0: <laughs> and don't let your spit rip that's for sure definitely
1: don't yeah and here's you the might thing might
0: end up in prison with a guy named cholo
1: right and if, uh, if you want me to make a funny closing argument If you are going to spit on someone, just punch them instead. It makes it way more worth it when you are sitting in prison. I was sitting in prison. My prison cell was like, I should have just hit this kid. You know what I mean? Like, I should have made this all worth it and just knocked him out in one hit. But, yeah. So, that's a joke, obviously.
0: Maybe. No,
1: we're kidding. I was like, oh, God. But, uh, yeah. I can't believe I told that story, too. I'm
0: proud of you. I was wondering when we can do that.
1: I mean, I knew I was going to tell it at some point. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was like, kind of just figuring out when. You know what I mean? Yeah. you can't just like, Bleh, you know. Well,
0: that's the best time to do it, like right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> So keep your eye out for any uh, Bobby and Bar's memes that we're gonna have up on the oh, Instagram gosh. page. I can I'm already picturing them now. Um, I'll be on vacation when this episode drops with my family in Sea Isle, so I will. I should have plenty of time to make some fire fucking memes.
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be like uh, little ass Bobby too, because I was such a little kid back then. You were.
0: Oh, I'm. D- I, I know what picture I'm gonna take a picture of upstairs, and you know which one I am. Too. Oh fuck. His <laughs> oh, mom yeah. has this like it looks like a mug shop, but it's. I think she. It's, it's supposed to be a glamour shop, but he looks like he's staring into the camera and he's like what the fuck do you want and i'm gonna go take a photo of that you all will see it when this episode drops i want to say we'll see you next thursday but i'm not fully sure we're gonna try to keep on the schedule of every week but who the hell knows
1: yeah who knows sorry guys yeah um and girls
0: yeah ladies gentlemen you know Cool cats, kittens, whatever. We're just rambling. Oh, we need to wrap God, it up. That was here. <laughs> All right. Plug the Instagram, Bobby.
1: All right. You know what to do. Feel free to follow the irregular Instagram page at irregular Podcast. Also, follow my personal page at yobob, E Y O O O underscore B O B, behind bars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, and follow my Instagram page at Katie underscore A N I. It's Katie, K A I T Y A N I. We will see you. Hopefully next Thursday.
1: Love you.